Hello everyone, it's the best and worst of 2018 Halloween. It's the Slaughterland Podcast here again, and we're getting so excited for kills that we have to do this one. We're getting everybody amped up. Darren, are you excited? Are you amped? Are you amped? I am. I am. I'm excited for Halloween kills. (laughs) I've got my plan as to when I'm going to watch it. We've been talking off air about how we're going to talk about it when we've seen it. Both of us are going to see it early on Friday. So um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we might be able to put something out or go live on Friday night and do, I guess we should do some sort of spoiler-free chat about it. Yeah, we'll invite everybody in. Yeah, our initial thoughts or something. Um, But uh, yeah, no, it's exciting. So, But first of all, we've got to get through this, the best and the worst of Halloween 2018. So let's talk about it. Darren, uh, I got to ask you a really quick question, though. Are you going to go see Halloween Kills in a small auditorium with less people, or are you a person that's going to go there with a crowd? I I will watch it quietly. Um, Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) I'm going to go with a quiet audience because I don't want some numpty spoiling it for me. I don't want somebody arsing about on their phone or chatting to their girlfriend or rustling tubs of bloody popcorn or something like that i just want to go in there quiet performance sit and watch it hopefully enjoy it and then come back and chat to you about it and no masturbation in the corner okay no, none of that. No, no. <laughs> not for this screening anyway no. <laughs> we'll see oh the carnage <laughs> so halloween 2018 darren this was Harder than I thought, because initially I didn't like it when I first saw it. I would probably gave it a, a two and a half out of five. But then as I watch it again and as I see it again, it's actually quite good and quite the same blueprint as the original. Following like almost the same structure and mood, intensity. That's what I saw as I watched it multiple times. Yeah, it's a grower, I think. I think... Um when I first saw it, I was I was amped up. I got to see it before it came out because of the job that I do. Um, and I came out of there a bit puzzled. I remember having a long exchange with Dave about it because he'd already mm-hmm. seen it. And um, I just was disappointed with the middle section of the film. And the film, don't get me wrong, the film's not perfect by any stretch, but it is a really kind of gallant attempt at bringing back the franchise and... You know, which had been tried multiple times and, and in my eyes had failed. I thought they did okay. I thought they did okay, save for a few bits in the middle. Um, I watched it today and I did enjoy it. And there was there are some mm-hmm. really tense moments. Um, and like you say, it does, it kind of, you know, loops back to the original film a bit too much. Um, it is a bit obvious in, in parts. I mean, not for, for a casual viewer, but for Halloween fans, you are being smashed over the head with the franchise throughout the movie. Um, but having said that, if you can forgive that middle section where they practically collapse the whole movie, almost, um, it's not bad. It's not bad. I enjoy it. It's nice to be talking about something from a positive um, standpoint this time mm-hmm. with, without shitting all over it like we've been doing for the last few um, episodes but it's hard to rinse our mouth of that shit that we just talked about <laughs> and then go to this movie because it's a lot of Listerine in there yeah there <laughs> that is. you're gargling 
<laughs> You're like, oh, I can still taste it. Oh, Halloween 18. Oh, I gotta keep. I gotta keep swashing. You know. Okay, now I can palate it. I can taste something fresh. In every in every bag of shite, there's a glint of gold. <laughs> and in this case, it's Halloween 2018, I think. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, stuck underneath the fingernails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so okay. Let's, let's, let's move forward. Your best character. My best character is Hawkins, played by Will Patton. Just because he was somebody different, he reminded me of a Meeker. Uh, he was the one who arrested Michael. Well, we'll see what that's all about coming up in Kills. Uh, but he looks like he is the one who understands Michael probably the third best in this movie. One being Laurie, two being Sartain. And uh, Hawkins just trying to keep everyone uh, safe and everyone calm. and But knowing the destruction that Michael can cause. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that character. And uh, in this one, I was... It was a shame to see how he went because that was a person who could have gone on to the end. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So for me, so for me, it's Will Patton's character of, of Hawkins. For me, it was initially. I've got two characters here, and I think mm-hmm. that um, one is Michael Myers. I think that James Jude Courtney made the shape his own um, after sort of many kind of really kind of naff attempts that have gone on in the past few movies. Um, sure, he's slightly stiff and, and a little bit robotic in some of the scenes, but you know you can sort of in your head put put that down to injury or or the age that he is. Arthritis. I think, he over- <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. I think he does overdo it with some of the stiffness now and again. He's not quite as um, as svelte or as or as cat like as as Nick Castle is in in the original film, or even Dick Warlock. But he does. A great job of making Myers scary and credible again, I think. Um, so I was kind of the only thing that kind of was a slightly off-putting for me with 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 James Jude Courtney was his was his height and and build. Mm-hmm. You know, as we've said before, we kind of prefer our Michael Myers to be sort of average height and build. You know, around that sort of five ten. I think there's something more menacing about um, uh, being stalked by somebody who's just an average guy rather than these big hulking um, dudes that we've had in a lot of the Halloween films. Um, but as I said earlier on in the, uh, when we were talking about Halloween or Halloween 2, the originals, he's not, for me, he's not a character. He's a, he's a, he's an entity. He's a mm-hmm. monster. He's a thing. He's a, um, he's you a know, force. He's a force. Yeah. Um, and so I went with you, Officer Hawkins, you know, we're kind of an almost like great sort of bracket-esque type character. Um, without the sort of smarm of Charles Cyphers. <laughs> without the um, hair sniffing? Yeah, without the hair sniffing. Uh, d- don't get me wrong, I do like Charles Cyphers. I think mm. he's a, a fantastic, you know, Carpenter alum. Um, it, it, Hawkins is engaging and watchable right from the very beginning. He's got an interesting history. Um, and I'm really excited to see more of that in... in I mean, it's no secret, is it, that he's popping up in Halloween Kills? Um, I'm interested to learn more about that, you know, mm-hmm. um, as as, uh, as 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 that movie rolls out. But um, Will Patton himself is such a is such a watchable character actor. You know, he's possibly the best thing about Armageddon, which is one of my favourite sort of guilty pleasures. Um, yeah, he's possibly the best character in that whole movie. His little arc that he has with his family and his kid. So, so yeah, Officer Hawkins. Uh, is he Officer Hawkins or Deputy Hawkins? I can never quite 
remember. I think he is Officer Hawkins, maybe. I think so, because there's, there's a sheriff. There's a sheriff yeah. Barker. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I, I think they're two different. I think they're two different. Yeah, because there's Haddonfield Police and then there's the sheriff's office. Right, okay. So your worst character. Oh, by by <laughs> not even thinking about it, it's Karen Strode. I said it from the get-go that she is the worst character of this movie and probably has to do a little bit with with uh, Judy Greer not maybe giving enough energy to the character, but I think it's her lines that are mm. terrible really? in this movie. And we'll get to that in a minute. But she's just very... It's, it's the, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say it's the lack of energy, the lack of empathy. All of a all of a sudden she she switches down in the basement. You see, I kind of like that moment. I, I hate it. You know, hate it. oh, you hate it. Okay, hate I kind of like that. she because she is a very whingy, whiny character throughout mm-hmm. the movie, and you know when that moment comes on the staircase and Michael sort of appears, it all clicks back, stairs. right? It all comes back to her. Well. I just kind of liked that she hoodwinked not only Michael, but the audience as well. And I just thought it was quite a nice crowd-pleasing moment to see that happen. Um, but it's awful. I, I respect the fact that you think she's a, you know... Shit. Annoyance. <laughs> a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't like her. I, I'm hoping, I hoping now that in Kills, she can believe her mother, which she did believe at the end. Um, but she can now be a force and mm. be that protector now that Lori is stuck in the hospital. Yeah. I hope yeah. that she can be another Lori. Yeah. Yeah. And, but in 2018, she was annoying and probably uh, just as annoying as her husband. But I can't put him because he's too fucking obvious. <laughs> what, is, what is your problem with this guy? What is the character? Ray? Ray. I. <laughs> See, these Americans seem to have a problem with Ray in Halloween. I did. Ray is all. not the problem. You know what he's. You know what the problem is, Darren, is that he said one line and everybody hated him for it. We'll come to that. We'll come to. We'll that. come to we'll that. Come to that. We'll okay, so now that. your worst character, Karen Strode again? No, obviously <laughs> Sartain. I mean, I, I get no, what they were trying. No, sir. Yeah. It is. It is. I get what they were trying to... I have nothing against the actor or the character in the first half of the movie at all. In fact, I quite welcomed the fact that we had some sort of, you know, cut price Loomis in there or somebody who could obsess and run around and, you know, give us the whole spiel of what's been going on over the last 40 years. I like that. I like that he was able to join the dots. I like that he was this kind of menacing old dude that was kind of a little bit creepy and Pleasance-esque now and again. Um, I, I, I would have accepted him completely, mm-hmm. but what they do with him, they turn him, turn him into this some sort of bloody perverted psychopath. Um, I just don't know what they were thinking, and I know that it's a kind of plot device to get Michael to go to to Laurie's house, but it just didn't work. I think they could have just they could have found a better way of doing that because for for ten minutes in that movie. He almost crashes it. He made me feel like walking out. He made me feel really, like, yeah, honestly. And I'm not, I'm not alone with this. Comment below if you think that Sartain almost crashed this movie. Um, it was just so un-Halloween like, and that shot of him kind of appearing from the, you know, the front of the hood of the car with the mask on. When that happened, I was like, I, 
I, I could have cried. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you at that point. I agree with you on what that point. What are they doing? Oh, um, it smells like my gun. Yeah, oh, dear. It was a, a really poor decision. And I think it, David Gordon Green's recently alluded to the fact that it wasn't his creative choice to do that. And he fought not to do it. It was, I think he was in a kind of a wrestling with one of the producers about it. But um, yeah, that uh, Sartain relegates himself to being the worst character in that movie because of what happens halfway through. Would you like to have seen... I, I do admit that Sartain w- was a missed opportunity because he could have been through the whole trilogy to the end and then he could have been an opposite Loomis, Loomis's negative counterpart and want to protect Michael to further his research. And yeah. that was his whole thing towards the end as a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, but I don't think he's the worst character ever um, in it, but uh, when you, when you said Loomis describing Sartain, all I had was an image of, of Loomis in a wheelchair, just bumping into things in the background still alive in his in his 90s and then just falling down falling down the flight of stairs in that wheelchair just going forward or like low pan going down yeah (laughs) that's we should have brought back loomis as low pan (laughs) (laughs) just hitting things somebody get the doctor um yeah, but I could see why people hate Sartain. I don't think he's the worst. I just think he was a missed opportunity. He could have survived throughout the whole trilogy. And then yeah, maybe of course. Get, it could have taken maybe, them all the way to the end of, what is it? Kills. Ends. ends. To the end of ends. Yep. You yep. Know, and then and just it, make him just mine out, quite, this, this freak. This, yeah, this quite welcome. Crazy he would doctor. have been quite welcome in this franchise. But no, somebody, <laughs> somebody's responsible for fucking it up halfway through. And we lost a, a reasonably decent <laughs> character. <laughs> Okay, now, your best line in this movie. Um, it's it's a tough one because it's not exactly peppered with 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 decent lines throughout this film, like some of the other kind of pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, some of the other, you know, even some of the shitty sequels have got terrific lines in them. Um, Halloween Five's got a cracker of a line in there with mm-hmm. the, the L would not have him, and Halloween Four's got some excellent lines. Um, but I guess the best line is from Laurie when she says, I prayed that he would escape. Why would you do that? So I could kill him. That's probably the best, the pick of the bunch, I think. Um, we're not exactly blessed with, with, with decent, uh, uh Shakespeare. You know, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's exactly- no Loomis. There's no Loomis in this. No, there isn't. And but it could have it could have had that. It could have had that with, with Sartain, but anyway. Your your best line. Okay, my best line is from Sartain. Oh god. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, this is my best line. And I think it's it almost describes well, and it does describe Sartain's thinking, but it should have been added later on in maybe kills or ends if Sartain survived, and that is, these people want to kill this man for crimes you observed. The most important opportunity to understand the mind of evil you see is to is when it awakes, we'll be ready. Is to see 
Lori and Michael, predator and prey, needing to survive with each other. And if one dies, what happens to the other? And that was a paraphrase. And that's because one can't live without the other. Mike, everyone's wondering, was Michael really after Lori the whole time? Or did something, or did he see her in that, on, the, on the lawn and it got a memory back for him? Yeah, yeah. I don't, but that's, I don't know whether he does recognize her. I'm not sure at that point. Does mm-hmm. he? I mean, it's supposed to be, you know, the, the little head tilt, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's kind of that. I, I guess so, but <sighs> it's, it's that line for me is in order for you, See, Loomis wanted to lock him up constantly or kill him. Or actually, we, we heard the files, you know, it, it needs to die. It needs to die. You know, that, 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 that's, <laughs> that little that really cool mimic. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it needs to be incinerated. It needs to die. It needs to be ash. And it needs to. But Sartain has this crazy way of thinking that in order to be ready for evil, you have to observe it and see what happens when he's finished with it kind of a mm. kind of a sadistic way of thinking yeah what you know, he was just above let him, it. yeah let him do what he wants <laughs> sniffing the inside of michael's mask you know the dirty <laughs> bastard and he deserved to have his head squished like a melon <laughs> you old pervert okay so your worst line i i don't have a worse line because I'm here to defend the fact that you prudish Americans got yourself all in a fucking tiz over Ray's line about peanut butter on his penis. As I said on the stream that we were on like the other night on, um, when was it, Tuesday night, Wednesday night? Wednesday night when we were on the stream with Wolfman's Got Nards and Dave McRae and James Grimm. And you guys should check that out, actually, because it was a... It was a great stream. There was seven of us on talking our best moments in Halloween. It was a lot of fun and some great YouTubers on there as well. And I'll leave a link down in the um, down in the comments section below. Um, but you should check it out. We, we had a great time. Um, yeah, my, I'm here to defend the peanut butter line because I don't see an issue with it whatsoever. He's in the room there with his daughter. What's he supposed to say? I, I've got peanut butter all over my cock. How about not say it at all? Oh, I oh. missed him. He could have, he he could have done the uh, you know one of the clumps lines. Oh, I missed myself. <laughs> <laughs> he could have done I, that. I actually laughed, and in, in the audience I watched it with, the British audience, they all laughed too. I don't. Well, get your sense of humor is are, are really not that hard. <laughs> you, what is what is wrong with? Oh God, I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by this. There is nothing wrong with that line whatsoever. And uh, you can go to town with me in the comments if you like about this. Were you upset by that line in this film? Did it feel out of place? Uh, I'm not so sensitive about these things, I don't think. I am because I have an allergy. <laughs> to penis? <laughs> to, to peanut butter. That too. <laughs> oh, okay. That too. <laughs> no, I don't have an allergy. I actually like penis. Uh, so. <laughs> Monty Python. Um <laughs> But it's just, you know what it is? It's juvenile. And as, as our friend Dave McRae says, it, it's it's a Danny McBride line. Yeah, of course. But he could have said this, you know, he could have said something like, look what this mouse made me do. I got peanut butter all over my crotch, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but I never said to my kids, you know, that's a penis. 
Why? What's wrong with that word? It's not that's wrong with it, especially when your 17 or 18 year old daughter's in front of you. <laughs> you know, because you know what? Maybe if he she he says penis, it would drive her to. Oh, that reminds me, Dad. I'll be going out with Cameron later. We have to move on. No one's going to win this You brought this up. (laughs) You guys did. This has been a bugbear of the Americans ever since this film came out. (laughs) Forget 1776 and 1812. It's Ray's peanut butter penis. (laughs) Your worst line. My worst line is from Karen Strode. And it's the part where Lori comes in, busts into the kitchen and yells at Karen. You know, he escaped. Um, You need yourself a gun. And she replies, yeah, and I'm trying to prepare dinner for my family. The world is not a dark and evil place. It's full of love and understanding. And I'm not letting your psychotic rants confuse me or convince me otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't the world is full of understanding and love. <laughs> In Karen's little bubble, I think it is, yeah. With that fucking Christmas sweater on it is. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's behind that? What Does that tie into anything that we're missing, nah. or is it just... It's not a Christmas sweater, it just has Christmas colors, right? I don't see any like trees. Christmas. Does it have, like, little trees on it? a candle on it or something? I don't know. I didn't know a candle was just... You know, this just to symbolize Christmas. Uh, but, you know, if there was a Santa Claus, you know, that'd be something different. But it was just that whole thing about she could have just said, you know, Mom, stop this. I'm not letting you change my mind. But when she said the world is an understanding and loving place, you're right. She does live in her own bubble. She, yeah. she yeah. And she must be terrible in bed. <laughs> if that's the way she thinks. Yeah, no wonder Ray smearing himself in peanut butter. (laughs) Maybe they're into that. (laughs) They open up the the pantry and it's all peanut butter all over the place. It's all over the place. (laughs) Okay, now your worst kill. Actually, we'll go to this. We'll go to your best kill first. My best kill. Okay, so my best kill um, is Sartain. Because he had to die quick in order to get this movie back on track. So the moment that he died, I was just elated completely. As I said before, he's almost the the kind of collapse of the... He almost caused the collapse of this movie midway through. And so I just... For, for 10 minutes of this film, I absolutely hated it. I just thought, what the fuck has gone on now? Why, where are they going with this? What? And then it, it had no purpose whatsoever other than an instrument to get... Um, Allison over to to Laurie's house. And Sartain is a pretty good weightlifter because he could pick up a 200-pound man and just throw him in the back of the car. car, Yeah, (laughs) He did it like um, Michael picked Annie up. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so Sartain, the moment that he died, I was kind of relieved. I was just like, thank God for that. And there was no kind of question about whether he was dead or not, was there? Um, you know, like with Hawkins, you kind of... They, with Hawkins, they killed him off. They know yeah. they killed him off. They know they made a mistake. Um, you can kind of buy into it that he might still be alive because it was never sort of finite. You heard him getting kind of slashed off camera with Sartain. It's kind of like, I don't know what that is there that they use. It's just like a kind of gallon of jam, isn't it, that sort of rolls into the road. Grapefruit. It's Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> jam jelly whatever you call it I, can't, I, I, I keep having to f- sort of use Americanisms in this because I know that the majority of our audience are in the US but um, yeah a gallon of jelly that was uh, rolled out into the street but anyway yeah Sartain is my favourite kill of this movie is he your he's just your favourite kill just because of what they did to the character yeah yeah absolutely because of, because for that for that moment it, it was the kill that that I had the biggest reaction from because it was such a relief that he died because the movie for me was just tanking the moment that he put that mask on and and was was kidnapping michael and 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 allison i was like this isn't a halloween film anymore this you were isn't in, a halloween film. you were internally swearing weren't you in your brain yeah you're i like was the, like, the I was. in that kind of movie. reserved british auditorium with nobody whooping or hollering everybody being very conservative and quiet I was dying inside while I was watching this. You could have heard a pin drop at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then, woohoo! <laughs> as soon as he died. I got uh, peanut butter out. I was that excited. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Double scoops. Uh, my best kill is Oscar. That's a good I, choice. Another pervert, another Me Too cam, uh, candidate. Who, it's full of them. Yeah, he's 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 a type of. I hated him when he tried to kiss Cameron and acting all. He acted as their friend, but he wanted to get to Allison. Mm-hmm. So he's not even a good friend. And then yeah. he was the type of guy that would, when he was dancing with the cheerleaders at that uh, party, that he would take a Polaroid and go underneath their skirts and start taking pictures. He's that kind of a creep. And with him, you know, talking to Michael and saying, "You ever been in love?" <laughs> you know, it's like this, 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 per- this pervert, this, this little little creep needs to die, and he did in one of the worst ways and in the best way, and that's getting that spike up right through the fucking bottom yeah, of the it's mouth. Yeah, it's a great kill, isn't it? It's oh. um, the, that whole moment. In fact, that was for me was probably the the scariest moment of the movie when those security lights were going on and off. Yeah, um, it's like that YouTube video of the cat that kind of, you know, the person's around the corner and they keep looking, and every time they look, the cat's a little bit closer. Cats do do that, don't they? <laughs> they do. <laughs> little creep. So I really, you know, felt that kill in in, yeah. in the theater. I thought, it and was he's still alive, well isn't he? He's, he's like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of uh, like uh, Timothy Dalton in Hot Fuzz. Where you went through the, yes. the model. Yeah. <laughs> this hurts so much. <laughs> now, if Oscar's alive, too, I'm walking out of the fucking theater. Um, okay, so... Pain's back in Halloween. And don't in say Halloween that. Year. Don't say that. He's a head. <laughs> it's just an eye. Um, so your, um, your worst kill. I, I'd have to say Deputy Hawkins... Again, emotionally, all, yeah. Well, it emo- well now it's kind of all part of this larger picture of the Sartain character, you know, throwing this movie off the rails. Hawkins was somebody that we gravitated towards, like Deputy Hunt in Halloween Two, like Mika, like like um, Sheriff Brackett in the original. Yeah, yeah. And so you're instantly drawn to him from the moment that he's on screen because he has a history with, um, with what's going on with the Mm -hmm. story and you kind of rooting for him then. And 
they I think they thought they were being clever and doing something like um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock would do by killing one of the most likable characters in the film. I just think the way that it was staged was just like, oh, I, mean, I think I remember just sitting there and thinking to myself, well, I'll just fuck off. You know, <laughs> this is just ridiculous now. You're killing off. There's so many opportunities that are coming up and you're just stamping all over them, literally. Um, so, yeah, Hawkins um, is my worst kill um, because he was such a key character in the film. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you because I think anyone that we like, like you said, a Meeker, a Rachel... Uh, a Loomis, they should die by Michael's hands committing a selfless act. Uh, that's what makes, let's say, well, Brady's not, Brady wasn't a beloved character, but he did help Rachel and Jamie escape in part four. And it made his death, you know, a little bit more better because he was trying to stand up to Michael. There was none of that. There was no... Hawkins never had that one-on-one with Michael again. Mm. And we never saw what would happen with a face of, face-to-face. Um, yeah, and to have Sartain, you know, just stick him and run over him is, <laughs> is pointless. That's that's like taking your... Oh, he ran over him. He kind of stabbed him in the neck a few times. Then he ran over him, didn't he? Yeah, yep. adding yeah. insult to injury. And that guy's got Wolverine adamantium skeleton. <laughs> Nanites. Yeah, nanites rebuilding him so my worst uh kill is ray's ray should have gone out something besides strangulation and being dragged into the dark and stuffed into a closet i don't have to explain anymore that's just ridiculous if he was strangled and then we saw a knife plunge into him from the front you know that would have called back to classic michael 78 a little bit of strangulation and you know, tease you a little bit to get his, you know, to get everyone's heart pumping, and then a stab, finish it. Mm. But we just see him get dragged off and stuffed in a closet. Right. He, got his ne- he got his neck broke, didn't he? Yeah, probably from the strangulation. Yeah, you can hear yeah. the crunch. The was it? Was that? I think that was off camera, wasn't it? You don't see it too much, or right, yeah, Ray strangled with a that kind of thing with the bell like a chime. Yeah, like a chime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then but you hear the kind of crunches his neck, and then he just kind of drops to the floor, doesn't he? Yep, and stuffed in a closet. Yeah, yeah. And Lori doesn't give a shit. She <laughs> knows. She yeah. She she's... knows that he's. She sees him there, doesn't she? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's just like, oh, thank God, he's dead. <laughs> More peanut butter for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, your your best moment, finally. My best moment, initially on first viewing of this film, and, you know, three years ago when I was sat in the preview for it, uh, it was going to be the moment after Oscar is killed, or the moment Oscar is killed, and that amazing, absolutely stunning music cue that kicks in. Um, is it The Shape Stalks or Hunts Hall- Allison? Or Hunt, yeah. The sh- yeah, yeah, Hunts Allison, yeah. And I just thought, oh my God, this atmosphere it's amping now up, is it's going really go. amping up it's fantastic and i was so excited the issue with it is that track's only about what 50 60 seconds long or something <laughs> and then it's just kind of it just sort of fades off doesn't it it, it nothing happens and it, it just felt like a bit of a letdown and i really wanted that sequence to be more prolonged i wanted the music to kick in like mm-hmm. the music in halloween 2 in the hospital where it just goes on and it's beating away in the background 
as he's walking down the stairs and it's getting louder and louder and the tone's changing. It, it, I just wanted it to be like that. And it didn't. It lasted 50, 60 seconds and then died out. And it's still the best piece of music that John Carpenter has written over the last kind of, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years. But it fits that situation so It fits perfectly. that situation, but the situation isn't long enough. No. Um, so, you know, I'd like to have enjoyed that a little bit more, but it's fine as it is. But that, you know, the moment for me that I guess is the best moment in the film, and it's kind of in the sort of at the beginning of the, the of Michael arriving at the Strode house. And it, you, you said that Ray was your worst kill. I actually consider that to be one of my favorite moments because it kind of, it's the moment where, you know, he's killed. Mm-hmm. Karen and Laurie realize that Michael's in the grounds of the property. Um, and the shape stalks theme from the original Halloween or an interpretation of, of that is it, it kicks in. Um, and, it, and it really feels like a Halloween film at that point where they're trying to, you know, lock the doors and defend themselves. Laurie knows that Ray's dead. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of, she's in this dilemma as to whether she needs to say something, but she doesn't. Um, and then, you know, you get this scene where Laurie's barricading the door and Michael smashes his arm through and starts to strangle. He actually lifts her up as she's facing the door. Um, which is actually a great scene. And then she turns the shotgun on him and blows his hand off and, or, or his fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lets out that grunt that <laughs> as, it, as it happens. And there are a few moments from then onwards where, you know, we hear Michael kind of, and I don't mind this vulnerable side to, to, to Michael where he's kind of, I don't want to see him in chains. I don't want to see him being arrested. I don't want to see all that stuff. But I cry. like kind or cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the kind of vulnerable sides to him when he kind of slightly reacts to an immense amount of pain. And you get that a few times within the last kind of 15 minutes of this movie. And that moment there when he gets his fingers blown off is the first moment, I think. The second moment being, I think, when he gets sort of shot in the face um, on the staircase. But yeah, that, that kind of brief two minutes of dread as he's in the grounds and he starts to um, invade the house um, of probably the best moment in the film. And it was, again, you know, the the kind of the the film distributors marketing machine before the movie came out, spoiled it for us because they released it as a clip online. Mm -hmm. Um, But it did get me amped up and excited for the film. Um, I I, I like your choice. but I agree with you that they could have done something more with Allison at that point with the chase because she arrives at grandmother's house, Lori's house. And if he was to stalk her through the woods, going back and forth and he appears in front, she has to take a different direction. And she came up to the house and started banging onto it, yelling for everybody that, and like you said, mimicking, calling back to, 78 you know the keys the keys and came in that way or she tripped over her father's dead body in the meantime you know and he when he pulled the knife out of him coming to get her that would have been yeah. great too but yeah it's a tense moment it could have been more intense with that music going yeah 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 i like i, I like agree. your choice that's good uh for me the best moment is the one track shot yeah uh, i i think it's 
We've never seen Michael in one cut going after victims in one shot. And it was nice to see that. And uh, like we said on Match Channel when we had everybody on, uh, and of course you must know this better than anyone, that's got to be hard to do with something like that, that one shot all at once. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I, I remember watching the movie 1917, all in one take. And, but it's not one take. I could tell they, they no, no, there's a lot of hidden cuts in there. Many yeah, yeah. hidden cuts. Yeah. 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 Um, but just the, the technical aspect of getting everything set ahead. Okay, mm. they're starting, you know, Mrs. Elrod, you know, the, the Mrs. Elrod copy, you know, be doing this now, you know, <laughs> and and then the person that was just filming and the crew in the back have to get everything set back up again and the extras back to the beginning just in case there is a fuck up. I it's, think, I, I think I, technically I dare, it's a marvel it's great yeah it, it is it's fantastic and i dare say there are hidden cuts in there i'm sure there must be um seamless sim, seamless I, I think the reason why i didn't pick it and i do think it's a, a fantastic scene right from the moment those kids walk into him which is kind of a throwback to um uh, the kid in halloween 2 bumping into him with the ghetto blaster on his shoulder yeah. uh, right from that moment uh, and he walks towards the Elrod's house. It's a, it is a great sequence. However, the issues that I have with James Jude Cordy, which are just kind of minor niggles about how kind of stiff and robotic he can be at times, are most evident, I think, within that scene, particularly when he sort of picks the hammer up, goes in, smashes her over the head, and then walks back into frame, and he's kind of, you know, he's sort of <laughs> he's doing the robot. Um, and he does it again when he sort of walks outside the house on the other side. He's kind of too stiff. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing that, you know, hopefully he kind of realizes that now and perfects that in, in Halloween Kills. Um, and, and his movements are a little bit more fluid because he's nearly there. He's like 95% there to being, you know, close to Nick Castle, although he's a lot bigger, I know that. Yeah. But he's 95% there. And a lot of it is the camera work that's with him as well on the cutting. But he's so close to being a really amazing Michael Myers. Um, for me, he's the third best. But, um, you know, let's see what happens in Kills. That might change for you once you see Aaron Armstrong in the, flash- in the flashback. Could do, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that because that sit up that he did in H18 was amazing. Mm, it was, was amazing. It was. After he falls down the fucking stairs, yeah, yeah. It's just sitting up like that, yeah. And yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but if you're a, a purist and an enthusiast and an expert in Halloween, you know that Michael, not being too much robotic, if he's going to a direction, he's always going straight forward. But if something catches his eye, he turns, and then his body follows. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's going. He's walking straight. Robocop. <laughs> At least well, he's, he's not the it, chest first, then it turns, doesn't he? Like... <laughs> yeah, the chest first, and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like Ed two hundred nine because he can't go downstairs. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Darren, we we're coming to the end here. This is going to be our last video, just uh, of the Halloween series, not the Halloween series, but the best and worst of leading up to kills. Because you, we wanted to do this to get everybody pumped, and just by doing the few episodes that we have going back to '78, I'm getting amped. I'm getting I amped am. for this. I'm excited. I really am. It's it's it doesn't happen too often, does it? And no. you know, the fact that 
the majority of the Halloween movies post Halloween 2 and 4 are terrible. Um, it's amazing that 40 years later we're still talking about this franchise. You know, there's still love for it. And everybody has their favorite Halloween. Um, and it may be Halloween 6, H2O, Halloween Resurrection. It may be that. And that's cool. That's really cool. Um, but, you know, in just, a, in just a few days' time, we're going to get another Halloween film that looks, from the trailers, looks cool. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. My expectations are laid out. It's not the Halloween that I particularly gravitate towards. You know, it, it looks like something completely different. But I still, I'm still excited along with everybody else to see it and uh, I can't wait to talk about it with you next week yeah and you know what it's coming out during the right time of year during the fall and uh, mm. yeah I'm looking forward to it and discussing it with uh, everybody in the future uh, but until then everybody enjoy Halloween Kills um, keep your spoilers to yourself until we have enough time for everybody to watch it then we can discuss it um, you know then I'm sure Darren and I will come back and discuss it with every everybody here uh, watching at some point um, but other than that enjoy the movie looking forward to it and as always stick to the roads and the best of luck <laughs>